Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Will joins me on today's show as him and I sit down to discuss this past weekend's Royal Rumble. We break down the matches. We also try to figure out where the hell Uncle Howdy was jumping to when he landed on L.A. Knight because he wasn't trying to hit L.A. Knight, that's for sure. We also give you our thoughts on what we think are five potential matches for this year's WrestleMania. Well, we actually will probably give you more than five. Maybe seven or eight. Who knows? But you won't find out unless you tune in. So after the guitar riff, we bring to you the Couch Potato Podcast. All right, we're back with another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, Originally, we had a different episode in mind to do, but the WWE, once again, threw a monkey wrench in our plans, except the company's not for sale. Vince isn't cheating on his wife and paying off multiple women. It was actually a good thing. Uh, We were coming off the heels of the Royal Rumble, which was, I think, kind of a spotty pay-per-view. Had a lot of really high highs and some pretty low lows. And to talk about the Royal Rumble with me today is uh, my good friend, Will. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you about yourself, man? Uh, Can't complain. Can't complain. Um. So, leading off uh, Royal Rumble, what were your initial thoughts of the event this past Saturday? I'd have to agree. <clears throat> Body show. There were some highs. There were some lows. And I feel that, my personal opinion, for the past um, Royal Rumbles that I have seen, I feel like this was on the better side. Like, there could have been some work done, but it was it wasn't a bad show. I enjoyed. Oh, it was saw. a huge improvement over last year's. I, I'd agree. I hated last year's. I think well, yeah, Roman and Seth was like the only good thing from last year's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, kick things off. The big story was the the main event: Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE Universal Title. Uh, I thought the match was pretty good but it's what happened afterward is is what's got everybody talking right now uh Sami Zayn is now out of the bloodline but it did happen the way I expected it to I expected them to Sammy to fail and then they basically beat him up but uh Sammy just decided that enough was enough and took his chair to the back of Roman Reigns when Roman wanted him to continue to beat up his former best friend. Uh, I don't know about you, but I that didn't happen till probably what was after midnight. Mm-hmm. So I had to contain my excitement, but inside I marked out pretty hard about that. I was <laughs> that was so well done. What did you think? Yeah, I that storyline. I'd say that was a good close to that chapter. Mm. I, I know it's not done. I, I feel like they got a lot more in store for us. I know it was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen that way. Like mm. you said, I thought maybe he thought he would have been like, hey, help me. I'm going to throw him out the ring, get some hits in, put him back in. Instead of, I saw him hesitate, hesitant when Roman looked at him, I was like, man, give me a chair. And he looked at him like, I don't know what to do, like a deer in headlights. Do I get him a chair or not? And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. The turn, 
was shocked about that. And further that, I was shocked about Jay. He said, fuck this. I'm mm-hmm. done. <laughs> then I don't know if you saw his Twitter. I mean, his Twitter, his Instagram put up um, Run It Back. And I was like, oh, are they going to re- uh, revive that? feud when he was going against his uh the tribal chief mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this this could be cool it has opened up a lot of windows for wrestlemania which uh i think at uh, the end of the show we're gonna close this out uh with uh a prediction of uh five matches we think are gonna happen at wrestlemania mm-hmm. I, I've, I've got i've got something brewing with that one i'll run it by you but man, the pop when Sammy took that chair to him was unbelievable. Then Roman Reigns, I have not seen heat on somebody like that since you and I discussed this. Uh, the ECW days of Bubba Ray Dudley mm-hmm. and some of his promos, those fans hated Roman Reigns. Uh, they were chanting, yeah, fuck you, Roman. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, I was just... That's one of those things, like, you want to stand up and applaud for how well this has played out so far. He's he's doing his thing as a heel. I I love it. I'm eating this shit up. <laughs> if they give him more, I'm going to fucking keep eating it because I love it. This is so good. Now, I don't know. Some people might take this as, I don't know, it depends on what side of the fence you're on because uh, right now in professional wrestling, if you're a fan, it's a lot of tribalism. It's like you cannot like both companies, either like one or you like the other. But I think for the last year and some change, Roman's been the best wrestler in professional wrestling. Just the whole package. He puts on solid matches. uh, And just his character work is unbelievable. It's off the charts right now. I mean, he just is able to sell something with like a facial expression or, you know, just the certain tone of his voice, he's just been unbelievable in this. 100% agree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did see the Sammy, or the Jay Uso tweet afterward, and then I even seen something on, uh, online, it was on Twitter, that I didn't catch what Roman said to Solo as they're walking out, but he says we're at war now. Mm Mm-hmm. And Solo kind of looked conflicted a little bit. Like, he's going to do what his tribal chief says, but then, like, it could possibly lead to something with against his brother. Because yeah. I didn't know this till I was researching before tonight that uh, Solo is the younger brother, Jay and Jimmy. Did not know that. You didn't know that? No. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought he was related somehow, but I didn't know he was their younger brother. He's the, he's the young one. Yeah. Rikishi is the pappy. <laughs> Which uh, I know originally he was supposed to be on Raw for the acknowledgement ceremony, but <clears throat> he was sick, so they couldn't do it. That's why they did the trial of Sami Zayn, which I think turned out much better. Oh, hell yeah. Because it added some stakes to Saturday night. Um. So, uh, going off of that, I, I, I think we'll come back to uh, the whole bloodline story when we do our WrestleMania predictions. But uh, men's Royal Rumble 
Cody Rhodes comes out at 30, which I thought was kind of anticlimactic. I, I agree. I, I think they should have. I personally think that if you're going to announce him, I was expecting him to be like one, two, coming in early, and he had to kind of fight his way to it. But 30, I don't know, it was just a little like, okay, once it got to be like 27, I'm like, okay, there's no way he's losing now. But I was uh, very impressed with Gunther's performance in that. You know what about him? I was never really a Gunther fan. That's he, what, so when did he change his name from Walter to Gunther? When did that happen? Was that an NXT thing or what? No, it's when he came to uh, WWE. He was Walter prior to coming to uh, – WWE, they ran with it in NXT, and then it was in that same line when Vince was changing everybody's name when uh, Pete Dunne became Butch, which I still do not like. And then, yeah, Gunther. uh, Actually, all of Imperium had name changes too because there was like a controversy about that for a little bit where uh, uh, I think it was Gunther was supposed to have like a, a first and last name, and it was the name of a former Nazi Gestapo officer, a, a prominent one during World War II, and then Vince, for some reason, didn't catch on to it. So they had to change it once everybody started, like, putting two and two together. Oh, okay. Which I was just like, guys, come on. Yeah, you can't you gotta be, do that. Do your fucking homework a little bit. Yeah. But. I get it. Back in the day, that probably would have slide, but today, everybody's soft. Nope. Got to uh-uh, can't do it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's like, come yeah. on, man. Like, yeah, anything but those guys. Yeah. But, yeah, he changed his name to Gunther. But I think what was impressive about it is uh, a lot of the guys that seem to last a long time in the Royal Rumble, you kind of lose track of where they're at at points during the match. They just kind of mm-hmm. – they're the guys that you see, like, either they're – trying to work somebody over the top rope or, you know, they're getting beat up in the corner, but you don't really see him as part of the match. But Gunther was, like, bringing it through the whole match. Like, you always knew where he was at. See, and that's like Sam, like, before him, before that, I never really watched a lot of him. I'm like, okay, this guy, he looks kind of corny to me. I'm like, I don't like his build, his physique. What's so good about this guy? I watched him throughout that match. So I was like, oh, okay, now I see why folks like him. Mm-hmm. And I see him step up to Brock. And I'm like, oh, okay. I actually think I want to see that shit because that's a big-ass dude. I had no idea he was that tall as as he was with Brock and, you know, just built-wise. And then to speak on, yeah, like you were saying, like you knew where everybody else was in the match, I'd agree. I saw him... 100% of the time on the screen. Unlike mm-hmm. Seth Rollins or whatnot, you know, you had people, he was laying down in the corner a lot of the match. So I was like, okay, I see. He's trying to build his time up for when Cody gets in, and then you'll see him step out and emerge more. So I was like, okay, I did catch on to that. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I was like, Gunther has my respect now. He's cool. Yeah, I think and he I elevated said, himself to, like, he's kind of an upper echelon guy now. And his, I remember, um, 
Uh, yeah, when we when we spoke about our Clash at the Castle episode, I remember you spoke highly about the Gunther um, Sheamus match. I think it was one of the best matches of last year. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a bad match. Mm-hmm. It was not a bad match. I went back and watched that the other day because yesterday, matter of fact, because I wanted to see it. I was like, let me see what this dude can do, and I, I was like, okay, he can actually wrestle. This guy's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So he had, Gunther has my respect, and he's done something that they have tried to do time and time again is it seems like the intercontinental championship means something again mm-hmm. because for the longest time the secondary titles didn't mean anything it's just like okay it's it was just a way for a mid-car guy to have something and it was just almost like okay we need a, a filler match well let's just make it an intercontinental title match how do you feel about do you do you like how that's being played out now because if you look, they're doing the same thing with the United States title. They're got that hyped up. Hell, those are that's a match for the elimination chamber, which I'm like, oh, okay. But I kinda get why. Because the champions are the undisputed titles are uh, hostage right now. So Well, I mean, why. even if for uh, a wrestler that is a full time guy, I think you need the secondary titles to mean something too. Because yeah. Back when I was growing up, like, the world title for WWE was like, okay, this is going to be the big megastar. Maybe the guy couldn't wrestle that well, but he was just so over. Like, it was Hogan, the Warrior, uh, Savage had it for a while. But the Intercontinental title was for, like, the it was the workhorse title. Like, when that match was on the cards, you knew you were going to get a good match. Like, Bret Hart, Perfect had it. Shawn Michaels had it. Razor Ramon, you knew that you were going to get a good match. And I think that those titles meant something. And now it's just they kind of get passed around. And I I think it's nice to see them mean something again because when somebody does beat Gunther, when somebody does beat Austin Theory, I mean, it's going to mean something. That could elevate somebody from being a low mid-card guy to, like, the upper-tier guy. Like, the best example I have is when – Mr. Perfect was the Intercontinental Champion. Like He was Mr. Perfect for a reason. He never lost. And then Bret Hart beat him at uh, Survivor. No, it wasn't Survivor Series. It was SummerSlam 91. Bret Hart became a star after that match. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the first time he had ever won a singles championship. He was kind of known more as like one half of the Hart Foundation. Then he beats Mr. Perfect. And I think one year later, he's the WWE Champion. Yeah. Okay. So, so I I thought that the the secondary titles were kind of always a buffer to see how okay he has this title. Let's see how he'll do and if he could potentially become the WWE champion for down the line. Like I don't know if they still do that or not. Well, that's um, another reason why I think they should be featured and they should mean something is the fact that you could have a potential world champion and that could be the stepping stone for it because geez I can't even tell you how many different people have held the intercontinental title over the last before Gunther won it I think I only remember Ricochet and Shinsuke holding the intercontinental title I'm sure there's probably been countless other guys hold it but those are the only two I remember and that's only because I mean, Shinsuke, we discussed last week, is kind of like an upper mid-card guy now, but I yeah. remember Gunther beat Ricochet for it. 
Gunther. So, uh, yeah, I think Gunther was incredible in the match. I think he's kind of on that upper mid-card potential world title contender. I would say probably as soon as the summer, maybe into the fall. I think if anybody beats Roman for the titles, he could be a potential matchup for like a SummerSlam or something. Survivor Series. So, yeah, Gun- Gunther was incredible. Uh, we got the spot with Ricochet and Logan Paul. I mean, this spot, see, I'm glad we are, I'm glad we were having this conversation. Yeah, the spot was cool, but they were hyping this shit up like this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm like, to be honest, I think this Logan Paul, even though I hate the guy, I think his spot at Crown Jewel with the cell phone was way better than the one that we just had at Royal Rumble. Because like mm. you can literally see the elevation, climax, the impact. You can tell. I was like, oh, that hurt. It well, was dope looking. <laughs> I forget where uh, I had seen the video and who was involved, but that spot's been done before. But it wasn't done on mm-hmm. that big of a stage as the Royal Rumble. Done an impact or some shit. I think it was. Uh, it was impact. Yeah, I think it, it. I think it was AJ Styles and somebody. Now that you're saying that, I, I, I think I do remember seeing that shit. And I it's, it's still cool to see though. It's a, it's a, I won't knock it. It was cool, but I just don't like how they have that all hyped up. Oh my god, that was. A, I'm like, come on, bro. We've seen and, better. If you get people talking about Ricochet, if that helps elevate Ricochet, I'm all for it. That guy is severely underused by WWE. He needs to be much higher up the card than he is. Yeah, he he needs to be because he can do some shit. <laughs> He's your high flyer right there. Yeah, uh, Cody and Gunther were the last two guys in the in the ring. They was a pretty solid ending to it. They lasted a little bit longer than uh, Taker and Sean did at the 2007 Rumble. Cody ends up winning, and now he has his uh, pick of who he wants to fight at Russell. Well, I guess it's not really a big mystery. He's going to go after the uh, WWE Championship. But, uh, I mean, and then you're saying, I get it. He's a better guy on the marquee to have. I just feel like. Him coming in at thirty, it's it just wasn't. It's just not doing it for me. Really, it's just me. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like I knew this was gonna happen. I knew we were gonna get that match. I'm just like, eh. I feel like he should have went through a little bit more to get to that. Like maybe win the Royal Rumble at not thirty or like you know coming at like ten, fifteen or some shit top of that uh, I'll say this let me let me rephrase that if he would have came in at like 10 or 15 or hell or even one two or three okay cool but to fix what they're doing now he coming in at 30 and winning I think he needs to be fuck they can't do that I said he needs to be like an elimination chamber he needs to win one of that and be like all right well here's my resume I just won the Royal Rumble and I just won the Elimination Chamber. I'm taking on Roman Reigns. Like, okay, build yourself up. Because I feel like he was handed this on a platter. Like, here you go. 
and I'm not really for it right now. Well, I mean, I think he was the right choice to go over. Like, I think that that was the match that you wanted to see, but I because yeah, there's, there's nobody right now who else I could see taking on Roman. There's really not, not not of the star level that Cody's at. I mean, essentially, you've burned everything with Brock Lesnar, and honestly, nobody wants to see Lesnar and Roman again at WrestleMania. I think Cody was good way to close that off. That that was a good way to close it off. Yeah, uh, I think Cody's the logical choice. I mean, they've pretty much portrayed him as like the top face of the company since he came in. The only nitpick that I have is I think that if they're going to bring him in at thirty, it should have been a complete surprise. I think it would have went over so much better if, like, you didn't know Cody was going to be number thirty. Because I think oh, once, like... like don't have the promos in or nothing that they did? Yeah, they just kind of like what they did with Cena. Okay. Like, okay, like, you're expecting, you know... I don't know, like, 30 would have been somebody like Dolph Ziggler or somebody like that, and then all of a sudden you hear Cody's music play, and like, okay, Cody's back. He's going to win. But now it's kind of like you already knew he was going to be in, and he was kind of one of the favorites. I would say the favorite going into the pay-per-view, and then... When he gets 30, it's like, okay, you kind of made him the favorite to begin with, and then you're giving him the best possible draw. That's a good point. That's the only nitpick I have. I mean, like, I think it was executed well. Like, the Gunther-Cody dueling it out at the end was was cool. But, yeah, it just it was a little anticlimactic that he won. Because, like, once you knew he was coming out, you knew he was going to win. None of those guys had a chance. Really, to me, that was could have thrown him over the top rope. Yeah, no. I mean, I thought it could have been Rollins at a point, but I'm like, mm, no. I, I, mm, that, that's a good point. And that just cemented even further when Ro, uh, Rollins got tossed over. I'm like, okay, Cody's definitely winning now. Because Seth yeah, was the man. only other guy I could have seen taking on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And even then, yeah. I don't see that as kind of like as big of a matchup as Cody versus Roman because we've seen Seth and Roman before. Well, and how about this, though? Um, how do you feel if... What the fuck? Drew McIntyre. I thought he was a good feud for Roman. I feel like they probably could have did one more with that. I'm like, I could They see could that. have, but we've seen it already. And they headlined a huge, I think Clash of the Castle was like, outside of WrestleMania was their biggest show of the year. I didn't know they did that already, so okay. Yeah. Damn, I guess it is Cody. I think it just, yeah, I I think it just sucked how Cody's coming back, Cody's coming back, Cody's coming back, bam, 30, he wins. Take the promos out, but like I said, WWE, I feel like they dropped the ball right there because they literally said... We don't feel we're fine with telling you guys that Cody's coming back because we have bigger things to prize for y'all. And I'm thinking like, okay, what does that mean? Rock's coming back. Something's going on. None of that happened. I think that some of the, what's what kind of deflates a little bit too is like you're always expecting these old stars from the past to come back, and we only got Booker T. Which I'm oh, fine with. Like, no, I'm yeah, fine with them. Like, <laughs> I'm fine with them, you know, focusing on the current roster. 
We did get a spin-a-rooney out of Booker T, so I was happy about that. Fun fact. Did you, well, you obviously wouldn't know this. The last Royal Rumble I think I watched was the 2012 Royal Rumble when Booker T fucking came out. So I have seen both of his uh, returns. And I'm like, okay, we got Booker T. Like I said, I thought he wasn't going to come back because he was on the pre-show. And I'm like, ain't no way he going to get his ass off there, get into the stage, get geared up in this, and then come out. And I was like, oh, well, he did because he came out way later. But the man looks stiff. Walking down to the ring, trunks look like they didn't fit right. He gets in the ring, does the roundhouse kick, barely got it on his damn where his uh, chest was. I'm like, okay, is he gonna get a scissor kick? No. Here comes the another fucking kick into the bookend, and then gets thrown out the ring. So then <laughs> the other thing that's going on right now, saw a picture. So they're saying. I don't know if Booker T has really got eliminated because if you look at the photos, it like he went through the middle rope and not through the top. So if that's the case, this man is still technically in the goddamn match on a fucking Tuesday night. Well, uh, Curtis Axel, I forget what year it was, never officially got t- uh, eliminated either. So they could potentially really? have Curtis Axel against Booker T. The winner of that faces Cody, and then we have the true. Yeah, but the... it, it was good to see Booker, but I'm like, man, he looks stiff. I don't know if he was sore, because I know he's still wrestling from his promotion. I forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh, okay, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Uh, I was glad that they, they focused on more of the, like, the current roster versus, like, Relying so much on the uh, the the stars from the from the past, yeah. Which I'm glad about too. Like work with what you got. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, like I was telling a friend of mine that you, the big problem that they've they've had and they're they're slowly digging their way out of it, but it's the fact that they rely on too many of the guys that used to be big and they haven't made anybody a star today. So. Yeah, it all starts with, like, not relying on those guys so much and using what you have and trying to build stars, which they did. I think they built Gunther as a star now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely benefited from this. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins a Royal Rumble in his career. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, we got Cody winning the men's Royal Rumble. And uh, before we move on, uh, I thought Pat McAfee, when he came out at the beginning, I thought he was number one. Caught me yeah. off guard, like he was even going to show up, and then Cock. He, literally said he that. was on fire. He was fantastic. I, you don't realize how much like I like Wade Barrett on commentary, but Pat and Michael it's, Cole are so good together. I he, yeah, I I don't even think they're on the same level. I like Wade, but I think Pat is just yeah. I don't know it's that energy he brings. Mm-hmm. I like how he kept saying the banger bros. I'm like, uh, you do know you're not allowed to say that, right? <laughs> I, the one that I liked the best was when he referred to Braun Strowman as a meat castle. <laughs> and I must add that one's going, that's going in the, the bank here. That's going in the Rolodex of catchphrases. I'm going to use that on somebody sometime. <laughs> the meat castle. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to have Pat McAfee back. Um, Next match was the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. 
which I don't know how I feel about that. I that did not care LA for that at all. That made LA Knight look like a fucking bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> he did all that and Bray Wyatt's entrance. I'm sorry, bro. You need to speed this motherfucker up. I don't get chills. I don't like the song. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm the only person who can get away with that? Undertaker. Bray, I don't like it. Get your ass in the ring and whoop some ass. <laughs> hey, Roman Reigns is the same way. I think I texted you and I said the over, or it was either you or a friend of mine, like the over-under on how long it takes Roman to get from the ring yeah, to the time his songs. The time his song starts till he gets in the ring, I think I had three and a half minutes. It was five. See, I like Roman's entrance, though, because I'll, I'll go grab my fucking belt. <laughs> when, he, when he stands up and puts his in the air, I'm putting mine in the air. And I'll slow creep to my fucking girlfriend and stand over her and yell at her, you better acknowledge me. <laughs> that does not go well Roman's my house at all. I fucking like, because, and you have to look at Paul Heyman's face, too. It's, it's the funniest shit. I love his entrance. If I tried that, acknowledge me at my house, my wife would look at me like, excuse me? Acknowledge me! <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on this that pitch black match. <laughs> Nothing exciting. And then at the end, I don't get what the hell the Uncle Howdy thing was where he jumps hey, off the top of that. mention it. He said the same shit you said. He overshot that by a fucking mile. Yeah, it looked like Uncle Howdy was jumping to WrestleMania. Like, I'm just going to go to L.A. now. Because it didn't train. Like, yeah, you seriously, you could see him go through, and then L.A. Knight rolls over top of him. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? I just... When did, when did Bray put that mask on? I, like, I turned away for one second, looked back, He's got a mask on. I think he put it on. He put it on uh, right, right as the action went to the outside. Okay. Yeah, he he looked cool, but I have that that paint when he like was looking backwards and his eyes were glowing red. I was like, that's fucking badass. It looks like you're going against a demon in the ring, and I I fucking like that. I I really like that scene, that shot right there. I thought that was cool. I. I have outside of his return and then the uh, the clip of him talking to L.A. Knight where he says, I'm having, I'm having trouble controlling these urges, my brother, which has become like a Twitter, a Twitter meme, which has been fantastic. I have not been impressed with Bray Wyatt at all since he's been back. Yeah, he hasn't done nothing. He's just been sitting in the ring, walking around with that fucking lantern, having Uncle Howdy Doody look weird and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. I don't like his voice neither. For the longest time, I did not realize that was Husky Harris. And I hated Husky Harris. <laughs> his uh, His dad is IRS. I, that I did know. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay, so your dad's kind of cool. Husky Harris, I didn't like. <laughs> I was more of a Showtime Percy Watson guy. I wonder what that man's doing today. <laughs> Probably selling insurance. Probably. He'd be, oh, yeah, Showtime. Like, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. 
I don't know. Like my my biggest fear coming out of that match is I really hope that this doesn't do any long term damage to LA Knight because like I found myself rooting for LA yeah. to win that match. I guess I think I said I I said that I said it. I hope after this match you don't see him fall down that card because mm-hmm. for some reason I kept hearing that people they say that every time they go against Bray they just fall down the card. I'm like, is he not a credible? opponent like why it just seems to be well if you uh remember when he had the feud with seth rollins uh seth rollins had a lot of trouble getting because he came into that feud pretty hot and then he just lost a lot of his steam after that because he didn't really get that back till he created the uh, this visionary character that he's got now so what is it then is it just is it bray's character like what is it? I think it has a lot to do with the theatrics because it seems to be. Was he the fiend then when he was yeah. Seth? Okay. Yeah, because they had. Like the they did the Hell in a Cell match where they had the red light over the ring the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot with the the like Bray seems to be more. His matches seem to deal more with the theatrics and actually putting on a decent match and telling a story in the ring. He's trying to tell a story with, you know, with the the external stuff. Hmm. I mean, the early the Undertaker did that in the early days of his career too. But the Undertaker also was a a good wrestler in the ring and could back it up. I mean, Bray's solid, but just. There's really nothing, like no storytelling going on in the ring at all. And mm-hmm. I think until he fixes that, this is going to be a problem Yeah, for him. Because it's like, it seems like he builds this stuff up and it, sometimes it just takes too long to get to the point. Mm-hmm. And then... We still don't understand, like, Uncle Howdy's, like, you know, and ironically, which... Funny brings us, could bring us into the next one, the next match. Yeah, Alexa the one Bliss thing, and, uh, Bianca. The uh, the it. one thing we know about Uncle Howdy is, do not let him dive off a a diving board <laughs> in a swimming pool, because there's a good chance he's going to completely miss the pool altogether and hurt himself <laughs> or somebody else. Don't let that man near like a hot uh, a diving board, please. Um. Yeah, like honestly, like the undercard matches were nothing to write home about. Like Alexa and Bianca was nothing spectacular. Oh, uh, shit. They, I figured for sure the Bray Wyatt stuff would have came into play during that match, but they saved it for afterward, and then it just never really. Okay, like what the fuck are we doing here? Those were like filler matches. I bet those matches were on par. With fucking Hardy performing. I'm like, this is bad. Get this shit off my TV. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like, just... I think right now the WWE women's division, I've stood up for them for uh, quite a while. But I think there's a lot of issues within that division outside of, like, the upper-tier wrestlers, which are Becky... To me, they've kind of deflated Bailey a little bit. Bailey doesn't seem as credible as she did when she came back. It's Becky, mm-hmm. Charlotte, Bianca, 
And even though I don't think she's a great wrestler, she still has star power and Ronda Rousey, and that's oh fuck her. I don't, I don't like her. <laughs> you're gonna hate my uh, you're gonna hate my WrestleMania predictions here soon. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this then. So, why do you feel about why do you feel that way about Bailey if or not? She's lost she's like lost matches. She's because she's part of damage control. <clears throat> I just, I mean, she's put on some good matches, but I mean, she's gone up against the two biggest faces in the women's division, and hasn't looked like she's lost every time. I mean, she hasn't come out on top in a match at all, mm. which that's fine. But like, you're gonna build up, you know, credible heels. They have to look strong. I mean, like. I just haven't done that. I mean, that's they, why. That's why. And I mean, she doesn't really right now to me look like a credible threat to anybody. Mm. I she's always running around with damage control. Like you, if you see her, you see the other two. Don't get me wrong. I love EO Sky. She's fucking badass. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I I love her. She's she's badass. Kai, no, Billy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But she did cut know, that savage promo on Becky Lynch the other night on Monday Night Raw, though. Yeah, she did. <laughs> that was good. Which, 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 which brings? No, nah, I'll, I'll wait for her until we. I'll wait for that until we talk about the women's match. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> well, I mean, there really wasn't anything of note in the Bianca uh, Alexa Bliss match outside of the. Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy shenanigans at the end, which, like I said, I I don't know where this is going. If you're going to fucking turn, just do it already. I'm not a fan of that. I, I don't like that whole Firefly, Funhouse, Funhouse shit, her turning dark and this and that. I just think those two char- like those characters are just stale. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. It's stale. I, I do. I will say that I think Alexa Bliss has... That was probably some of the best work she'd done was when she had that evil character outside of when, you know, early on when she was winning the women's title and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. She just kind of seems to be like a mid-card wrestler now. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, though, yeah, that Bianca, Alex match, nothing. It's just like, okay. And the shake stick at. <clears throat> yeah, like, come on, let's wrap this up. Um, but the women's Royal Rumble match, I actually think, was better than the men's. No sign, hundred percent. Yeah, um, women, the women's did their thing. That match was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Rhea and Liv Morgan went one and two, lasted the entire time. Um, we got Oscar coming back, uh, bringing back her. That's Kana. Yeah, Kana. <laughs> Which I. I'm not too familiar with that character, but apparently she is like Oscar dialed she, up to ten. Yeah, she is. That's that. That's what I was going to say. That is the woman. I am very pissed off that they are not. They have not used right. I'm like, I need y'all to get Oscar act up to where the hell she needs to be because I feel like she is light years better than anybody in the women's division. Mm-hmm. I you can just tell from the skill wise and. I said the person who's right behind her is EO Sky. Because ironically, her EO and I think it was 
Yo's sister, they were in a, uh, a group called Triple Tails back in Japan. I've, I've actually seen some of their matches. Was it Kyrie Sane? I th- maybe. I think so. Fucking incredible. I'm like, bro, why why are they not using her her using her right? Like, what is going on? Like, that's a star right there. Yeah, I Everybody think in the pop. The pop was crazy. Yeah, if, if there's a wrestler in that division that needed the reboot more, it was her because like she has never been the same since her match with Charlotte at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like they built her up in NXT as this like badass that was. It's basically she was built up like how they tried to build up Ronda Rousey, but mm-hmm. they were very successful with Oscar, where they failed miserably with Ronda Rousey. And once she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania, it just seemed like she just became another wrestler. She That's lost the I aura that made her so cool. Hey, Charlotte. That's why I, I can I hope Rhea eats your ass. <laughs> I hope she whoops your ass. I love Rhea. I hope she beats her fucking ass. Charlotte Flair is annoying. I love your father. Charlotte, I don't like her character. I don't like it. They give her the title all the time. I hate it. Um, Well, as Will stated, yeah, Rhea Ripley did win the Royal Rumble. I thought that finish was fantastic where it was Asuka, Liv, and Rhea on the apron. The mist flies out of uh, Asuka's mouth, and she hits Liv with it. And Asuka gets eliminated, and Liv is trying to fumble her way around. Can't see. Trying to make get Rhea out, and just fails, and then Rhea ends up winning it. I thought that finish was great. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to end this? I yeah. saw that. I was like, that was fucking badass, dude. Yeah, I always appreciate the Royal Rumble match that has, like, a unique ending. Mm-hmm. Not like, like, with uh, Sean and, uh, you know, where he's, like, he set the standard with, like, barely teetering, didn't get eliminated. Then they did the one with uh, Brett Lex Luger, where they both hit the ring at the same time. Yeah, you just don't get to see like too many. There's only so many ways you can end that Royal Rumble match, but that was something I hadn't seen before. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, hanging off, bring her legs up and, and pull her from her head over. I was like, bro, that was badass. That was cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say overall the pay per view because that was the last. Whoa, of the whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! We can't do that yet. We can't can't rate the pay per view yet without talking about the bloodline. Well, we already talked about the bloodline at the beginning of the show. Uh, did we? Yeah. I thought I was going to go in detail about that, about the Jay and shit. Well, we're saving that for our WrestleMania prediction matches because obviously okay. that's going to have some repercussions for that. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> overall, I'd say I'd give the Royal Rumble a B-. minus. Huh? Uh, the bloodline, the, the main event obviously was fantastic. The match, the main event match was okay. Like, good, but not great. But then, like, the aftermath was, like, top-level shit. Mm-hmm. That was fucking amazing. Um, the The Royal Rumble matches were good. The women's was obviously better than the men's. But the undercard kind of brings it down a little bit. And yeah, I still so can't shake I'm, Uncle Howdy completely missing that fucking jump. B-minus. Uh, I'd agree. Yeah, if he would have landed that, I'd probably give it a B. 
That's all I had to do, man. Just hit the fucking jump, dude. Have you seen the uh, fan footage of that? Like the cell phone recordings? Yeah, that's how I knew how bad he missed. It's comedy. Don't forget me wrong. I like the angle that they had on the TV because that made it even more funnier. You just see this cloak. (laughs) I wish this we had video on that. I'll be like, bro, play that clip right now. (laughs) He jumped with his fucking hat on. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, dude. All right. Enough ripping on Uncle Howdy. Get your shit together, dude. Yet. Please tell me there's a gift for that. <laughs> I'm sure there, if there's not, somebody needs to make one. Um. All right. Well, leads us to uh, WrestleMania prediction matches. Uh, obviously, the Royal Rumble is the road... Starts off the road to WrestleMania. Have the Elimination Chamber coming up. But really, the Royal Rumble sets the tone for the next, what, two months and some change. Um, mm-hmm. So you and I, we're not going to do what we normally do where we try to put together the ultimate list. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts and my thoughts on like five matches you think are going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, I'll let you start five matches you think. Because we already got two. We got Cody against Roman, and then we've got Charlotte versus Rhea. So those are off the table. We already know those are happening for sure. But uh, what's five matches you think are going to happen at WrestleMania? So we had Cody and um, um, Roman, and then we had Rhea and Charlotte. Ah, shit. Who the fuck else could I see going at it? Oh, how the hell did we forget to talk about that? Entry number 16 in the men's Royal Rumble. Mysterio. 17 comes out as Dominic and he has his mask. I think I heard he I heard Ray got injured. Yeah, he got injured in the carry and cross match on SmackDown. So I I I'd still say that match is gonna happen. So Dom and Ray WrestleMania is gonna fucking happen. I'll do you think it's going to be the two of them against each other, or do you think it's going to be like some kind of tag team match? I think it's going to be two of them. Really? The this is going, I can see it could be two of them, because just depending on... And it, that's the weird part about it, is because, you know, at Edge, it all kind of factors around Edge. Can he take out the other two guys, or the other two people in fucking Judgment Day, or the, what are they going to do? that to free up Dominic so he can have that one-on-one match against his dad. But like I said, that's a timeout. That's a ways out. But I still think that match is going to happen somehow. I believe we should get... I don't know who Sami Zayn could go against at WrestleMania, but I feel like he's going to have a match against somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't know who. Obviously, Gunther's going to have a match. Uh, hope they don't do no stupid ass money in the bank match or some crazy. You know how they used to do that. Well, I think they're saving that the, the money in the bank pay per view is coming back. They're actually doing that overseas this in year. London, yeah, it's in London. Yeah. So, okay, so they won't put that in there. I don't know, like, because you know how they usually had that first match, and it's usually it was usually the money in the bank, or it was usually like a battle royale or something. And I'm like. 
Oh, I don't know who would be the first map or just in general. Uh, that's Matt Riddle returns. No, I don't see him getting a match there. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you my five. Let me hear your five. Okay. I don't know right now. And I'm going to piggyback off of you uh, when you're talking about Edge. This isn't on my list. But when you're talking about that, I can see Edge against Finn in Hell in the Cell to end the Judgment Day Edge feud. At WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they're going to do anything with those them at uh, Elimination Chamber. Because that, that feud needs a blow-off, like a big match to blow off that feud. And I think since they're not that, doing the that, Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, what better stage to have it than WrestleMania? They got Beth Phoenix coming back, so that's why we, they might have that match next next well, at this pay-per-view. Him and Edge and Beth versus whoever the hell in Judgment Day. Because I, I feel like they're going to do that. Yeah, they could. I, I still think, though, you want Edge at WrestleMania. And I think Edge is only on like a limited... Like appearances deal. You think this might be his last match? I, I don't think it'd be his last match. I just think that you would probably save him for WrestleMania. His like because I think he's only like twenty appearances a year. Mm-hmm. So I would think that you would probably save him for WrestleMania versus Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. Okay. So that's why I think you could have him and Finn the blow off be at WrestleMania. Because I think that that feud would probably need something big like that. So, I think it makes sense to have Hell in the Cell at WrestleMania if you're not going to do the pay-per-view anymore. Mm -hmm. Because they've even said that, like, even Triple H said himself that matches like that shouldn't be the focus of a pay-per-view. It should be, like, to blow off, like, a big feud. Yeah. Hell in the Cell match. So, I mean, that one makes sense. <clears throat> to me, is to do that match at WrestleMania. Um, I have, I have six. I was gonna save. I was gonna cut one, but then like, figured, oh, what the hell? I'll just throw them all out there. Um, they've been teasing this match for quite a long time, about a year. We only got to see him one time in 2022. I have Austin Theory. Versus Cena. Uh, you still think that's going to happen? I think so. I think it's going to happen. They've been teasing it for a year. And I, I think that if you don't do it now, then when are you going to do it? And I think yeah. with it being in L.A., you're going to try to get as much star power as you can. And from the rumors, we're not getting the Rock because I think if the Rock was going to be – there, I think they would have had him at the Rumble. There's been rumblings that they offered Steve Austin, Reigns, or Lesnar. I just heard that he turned the match down. Supposedly. He turned both of them down. So I think you take Austin and The Rock out of it. Who's the next biggest star that can still go in the ring? It's obviously John Cena. But I was, I was, read, I was reading about Cena, and I, I think it was him and Austin. I think they were saying, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. They want to have Cena go against Austin Theory at it because they remember how Logan Paul wanted Cena, and they said no, but they didn't want to do that because Logan Paul, he's kind of still green in the ring, and they didn't want to have Cena have to, you know, 
carry the match. Yeah, carry the match. So they said, well, let's just do him and Austin Theory, somebody who knows what the hell he's doing in the ring. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to agree with that. You bring that up, I could see that match happening now. Um, They set it up at the Royal Rumble. I think we're getting Lashley and Lesnar 3. I think that one's pretty much going to happen now. Is it going to be for okay? But then, how do you throw the United States title in that though? So well, no, I think I think you talking about Cena and Theory. But in general, like, so you think Bobby's going to get the belt back? No, I don't or, think there's going to be a title know. involved with Lesnar and. Uh, oh, you think? Oh, Lash, I think it's just going to be like million? one of those big marquee like grudge match type deals. Okay, so you just think Theory will continue to win, hold on to the belt, and then and I think he'll be Cena since like Cena is the guy that like they've compared Austin Theory to, just in terms of like kind of that that charisma, you know, like they're not the same guy, but they kind of I don't like that comparison. Well, like kind of like Cena came out like kind of like. I guess, for lack of a better term, like when Cena first showed up on uh, SmackDown, like he was the the definition of a fuck, like one of those fuckboy, like college frat kids. Okay. And it's Austin Theory. And yeah, Theory's kind of like that too. I could see that. Okay. Um, Yeah, the same pants. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, So I got got Theory versus Cena. I got Lashley versus Lesnar. Um, I have Gunther. Versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, you think McIntyre and uh, Sheamus will get into it again? The dynamic that I could see them having is the fact that, like, they just like to beat people up. It's one of those things where, like, just two buddies are like, okay, like, fuck it, I want a part of this too, because I don't really see, I think. McIntyre is big enough that he needs to have a marquee matchup. But I also think they've alluded to Sheamus wanting another shot at Gunther anyways. He even said that his dream was to win the Royal Rumble and to fight Gunther at WrestleMania. So you're already planting the seeds for that. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes sense to incorporate McIntyre into that too, just make it a triple threat match. You know, had a whole other dynamic where like these two friends – What's more important, the friendship or the Intercontinental Championship? This would obviously be Gunther's biggest challenge to date to deal with McIntyre and Sheamus. I think I think that could be a, a good possibility. Um, I have they kind of alluded to it at the Rumble too. I I think Seth Rollins is going to battle Logan Paul. I did hear that. I and you know what? I would Logan Paul talk so much shit and the person I could see getting under his fucking skin is Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins I I'd be down for that match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one and I think it I think it'll be a great match too. I mean, Logan Paul's obviously shown that he can go. You know what you're getting out of Seth Rollins. Yeah. I think that could be one of those matches that I could see opening up one of the nights at WrestleMania because they usually, like, WrestleMania has this thing. It, this is with any wrestling card, whether it's, you know, your local VFW shows or whether it's, like, you know, Rampage, Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, whatever. You always try to start show off with a bang. 
I could see that being like the opening match for night one or night two. You think so? I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like just because I think you know what you're going to get, so. Hmm. Um, Number two, uh, I was a little disappointed to see uh, Rhea challenge Charlotte. Uh, I understand why they did it because they've already they're already setting up the story where you know Rhea fought Charlotte at WrestleMania a few years ago and Charlotte won. They're already setting up like you know you got the best of me this time, but I'm a completely different wrestler now. I think the story's already there, but I kind of wanted to see Rhea against Bianca because I think that the two of them, I think that gives me for your female division, it gives me Rock Austin vibes. Yeah. Your two biggest, like, I, I honestly, I think that as big as Becky is, as big as Charlotte is, I think that I would build my division around Bianca and Rhea. They had a match in the NXT season. It was a ladder match. Yeah. That match was fucking nuts. And I do remember seeing a segment in the back when Rhea was walking by Bianca. She looked at her. She was like, I ain't forgot about you. So I was like, ooh, are they going to set that up for Mania? But her saying, hey, I want to take Charlotte on. I'm like, okay. Personally, I'm fine with, like I said, get the belt off that motherfucker. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm cool. (laughs) I have a theory about why they did that. Um, What is it? I think for Bianca, she needs a marquee matchup because she's been the face of the women's division for the last year. And Ronda Rousey was not featured in the Royal Rumble at all. Oh, hell. (laughs) And as I'm not the biggest fan of, of hers, but she's a huge name. And I think, I think we're going to get Bianca versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. How do you even set that up? I think uh, they, they have four spots in the Elimination Chamber filled. The Women's Elimination Chamber is going to get a crack at the uh, Bianca at WrestleMania. So there's, there's two, two spots, spots left. left. I think the easy thing is you see Becky, Becky and Bailey, but they just got done with Bailey and Bianca feuding. We got Becky and Bianca at WrestleMania last year. I think it's too early to build. Like I don't think you got enough time to build Oscar up as a credible threat. Because I mean, as cool as that entrance was, you still need to establish her as like a legitimate threat. She better run the table in that fucking chamber and then at least be the one to get pinned to, to lose. So I think the up. the biggest name that Bianca has never faced is Ronda Rousey. Oh, that fills up one slot. Then who do you think will be that last slot? Oh, shit. Fucking Piper Niven. Throw her ass in there. Shit. Hey, she she was a standout in that uh, women's... She didn't look bad neither. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was in there dropping some bowls on some jigs. I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what happens with Becky. I think Becky will be involved in WrestleMania somehow. Uh, the only like, 
Her and if, Bailey, you, you think they can stretch that out? No, I don't think so. I think because I know they took Becky and Ronda off the table for WrestleMania because I know that was a rumored match at one point. It was Becky versus Ronda Rousey. I don't think that's happening now. At least that's what I've, I've been reading. It's always 50-50 on the old internet. But I, I think realistically, in terms of like a WrestleMania match, I don't think that you can get any bigger for Bianca than Ronda Rousey. If you're not going to do Rhea and Bianca, that's the pivot. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is the, we talked about the bloodline. We don't know how this is going. Um, I think the logical play is Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. But then now you've got this wild card of Jay potentially not being a member of the bloodline anymore. I don't know if this is something that, like, he ends up coming back into the fold. But then, like, you've got stories for days. So I've even tossed around two possible scenarios. It's going to be a tag team match. It would either be Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. Kevin and Sammy versus the Ulos and Solo, or Sammy and Jay versus Jimmy and Solo. Oh, damn. But then, I mean, that takes Kevin Owens out of the equation. Wow. That does. Uh, And I think Kevin Owens is pivotal to this. (laughs) Yeah, you have to have Kevin in there somehow because he's – as big of a part of this story as Sammy is, so. Him, Jay fucking leaving, that's the fucking monkey wrench right there. Because what I was hearing all up before this was, okay, Royal Rumble, Roman versus Kevin Owens, Elimination Chamber, Roman and Sammy. And after that, they were going to build them up Usos versus Kevin and Sammy, and that's how the Usos were gonna lose the titles. But now you get this motherfucker. I'm not doing this no more. What the hell <laughs> happened here? So now I'm like, they gonna vacate the title and let Solo take uh, Jay's spot? Because I was reading that they said they could potentially do that. Then again, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I think I we'll get know. more of an idea on SmackDown this Friday, but what I could foresee happening is at Elimination Chamber, we get something where it's Jimmy and Solo versus uh, Sammy and Jay, and then Jay just has like, you know, I'm what am I doing? I'm fighting my brothers here. And then ends up turning on Sammy. So now you're putting the stack against Sammy even more, and then that's when they... They set up Sammy. And, and then The Rock comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't some, keep... They we, said he might actually be there, though, just to talk. Not going to have a match, but they said he might um, because they were saying it's something about he didn't close the door on next year. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking wait a whole other, in the whole other year, but they said he know, might appear. Honestly, I think at this point, The Rock... I think would be better served just not to to make his last match the match he had with Cena. 
at WrestleMania. What was that? Twenty. That was the one in New York. Yeah, that was a New York one. Yeah, because they did the one in Miami where the Rock beat Cena, right? That was my very, very first pay per view I ever bought. I will never forget that. And then, yeah, and the I next year was the in New York. Right okay. <laughs> um, he had a goatee during that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think just leave it right off into the sunset. That'd be your last match. I mean, it was that was a good match. It wasn't great, but it was good. But at this point, it's you're kind of like. Most fans now don't remember The Rock during his heyday. At least, like, the current WWE fan base. It started to become more, like, it would be like, you know, when you had Hogan coming back in the, uh, during the Attitude Era, like, WrestleMania 18. It's like, okay, that's well past Hogan's heyday. But Hogan, of course, was in WCW, so it's a little different, but... You know, the fans that were watching it then don't have a huge memory of, you know, red and yellow Hogan. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with the Rocks. Like, fans like us will remember it, but, like, the the current crop, it's, like, probably not going to be as huge of a deal. It's more like, okay, this movie star is, uh, you know, wrestling at WrestleMania. My son, for the longest time, knew The Rock from Jumanji. He didn't know The Rock was a wrestler. Until I start showing him, yeah. <laughs> Says, son, let me show you where this man came from. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, dude, uh, yeah, because my son was like, Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler? Like, yeah, let's. I'll show you some stuff. I showed him WrestleMania 17, so. Well, does he say that about Batista? He know he was a wrestler? Uh, You know, I don't think my, my son was a big Batista guy. He didn't like the Guardians. Well, he likes the Guardians of the Galaxy, but... I'm like, you never know about, you know, like, there's Drax. Let me show you what he used to do. Uh, My son's like me, though. He likes Rocket Raccoon. I like Rocket. That's our dude. (laughs) We're Rocket dudes. But, yeah, those are my WrestleMania predictions. I don't know if I'm on to something or whether I'm just, like, pipe dreams or, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's my WrestleMania predictions. And Irons is kind of the same because I forgot about last. I forgot about Lashley and Brock. I knew that was going to happen. I'm still going to stick by that Dom and Ray, Dom and Ray match happening. Uh, I just now hearing about the rumors about Seth and Logan. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Obviously, we got Ray and Char, uh, Charlotte, Cody and Roman, and like you said, the wild card to me is what the hell are you going to do with these tag titles? Because you know they're going to have to put them up. But what are you going to do with it? Is it a triple that? What's going to go down? Well, let me ask you this. I posted oh, this question on uh, our Twitter account earlier Bray today. Wyatt will have a match. What's that? Do you think Bray Wyatt will have a match at WrestleMania? I don't. At this point, I don't fucking care. No, I really don't. I, like, he's probably going to wrestle fucking Uncle Howdy because we already know he flew to L.A. already. Mountain Dew Code Red match. <laughs> the only way that would work for me is if Jack Nicholson is in character from A Few Good Men. <laughs> And Tom Cruise somehow shows up and, like, who ordered the code red? And then, like, it sets up the whole match. <laughs> but I don't, honestly, I, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> heard it there, folks. We do not care about Bray Wyatt. We don't. 
<laughs> I I love the character, but like this shit's not going anywhere. Mm. Uh, I would imagine it's probably going to be him and Uncle Howdy are probably going to do battle. That's probably what's going to happen. I really but think it's fucking Bo Dallas. <laughs> probably is. If it is, somebody needs to tell that dude fucking know where, like, land on the mark. Some Hollywood shit. Hit the mark. <laughs> and fucking do it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up because uh, we're about out of oh, time. I but you, I thought you had something to say. Oh, yeah. Thank you for, uh, I did post a Twitter uh, question on Twitter. This it has to do with the whole bloodline thing. Do you think that Roman should just defend both titles one time against Cody, or should he defend one championship against Cody and the other one against Sami Zayn? Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you can... Because my thought of it is I don't think... Sammy versus Roman is a, a WrestleMania main event match. I've not. been adamant about that since this whole thing started. Mm-hmm. But, it's a pay-per-view match, but that's not a WrestleMania match, no. But a lot of things changed on Saturday night. Because when Sammy, the WWE is notorious for piping in crowd noise to make things like pop sound louder than they are. I have the only pop that I've heard louder than that in the last three years is when Cena came back at the end of Money in the Bank to challenge Roman at WrestleMania or at SummerSlam, and when Edge came back to the Royal Rumble. The only things that are on the same level of when Sammy hit Roman with the chair. And those Edge and Cena are nostalgics, for lack of a better term. They're nostalgics. They're established guys that were super popular at their time, but they're kind of, you know, part-time guys now. Sammy's a f- in the pocket, full-time, on the road, 300 days a year. And I have never heard the crowd pop for anybody like that in quite a long time. So now that kind of changes things a little bit. And it, it, this is really, it has that same feeling of uh, Daniel Bryan the yes movement going towards WrestleMania where he got into the main event match? Mm-hmm. Or do you turn it into a triple threat match? Which no, they've done before. No. Uh, yeah, stay away from triple threat. No, I don't want a title match for a triple threat. No, stay away from that. Unless it's like the IC title or whatever. Main big belt like that. No, uh-uh. Stay yeah. away from that. So, I mean, like, what do you think? Sam, does Sammy get a should Sammy get a crack at WrestleMania? Because I honestly I I think Roman is going to lose the titles to Cody. To be honest with you, I don't think Roman's going to lose the belts to Cody at WrestleMania. I think he's going to go undefeated, and then they'll find a way to ride it, ride him off. That's what I think is going to happen. That way, WWE can already say, "Hey, we had." He just broke a record. It's, it's the first guy who's been a champion for this long and has never fucking lost his match, and he just vacated the titles. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, counterpoint to that, though, uh, you've built 
Cody up to be this gigantic baby face. And if Roman is beaten, Cena, he's beaten Edge, he's beaten McIntyre, he's beaten Kevin Owens twice, uh, he's beaten his cousin, he's beaten Bronze, like basically everybody in the WWE. Doesn't that kind of devalue your baby faces if they can't beat Roman? Yeah, but are they building him up to be that just that good of a damn heel? That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's a that's a tough call. And I really think I'm gonna lie to you, I think I would be upset if Roman lost the damn belt. Remember before this I said I was not a Roman Reigns fan. But now over the past eight, nine months after watching him, nah man, I'm a I'm a Roman fan. Like I I think he's a good ass fucking heel. Like I actually sitting here and paying attention to him I'm like yeah, this guy's good. <laughs> he's he's I don't want to lose. he's really good. good. But I I think that you have to get the belts off him at some point. I think you, if you don't do it here, when do you do it? And who does it? And I think I think if you have him vacate the titles, I think that just really lessen like it it puts the rest of your talent down. It's okay. It's like, okay, I granted, I know he's supposed to be so much better than everybody else, but, like, it kind of cheapens everybody else. You know what I mean? So do you, like they were saying, like they were saying before, do you have Cody go against him one night, WWE Championship, and two, for the other, uh, this is Undisputed Championship, have him go. Uh, have him drop that title. But who is he going against? If they did it that way, who Roman or Cody? Roman. I was hearing that they were like they're gonna have Roman wrestle one night for this belt, lose it that night, and then the other belt that he has lose it that night, where they can get the belt split back up and have. Each belt, one on SmackDown and then one back on Raw. So I don't. I, that's what I last well, thing I heard. I personally think they should just keep it as Cody. Okay. And the only reason I say that is if you have the two belts split up, and you have Sammy go against him one night, and I think if you do Sammy versus Roman. It's borderline a riot if Sammy does not come out on top of that. I think you put Roman in a no-win situation there. And I think with Cody, you've built him up to be this baby face, and I think you totally kill his his value if you have him lose. Yeah. But then if you have Roman lose to both of them, it also devalues Roman Reigns. Yeah. Because he's been this unstoppable force, and he's going to lose twice at the biggest night of the year. So I think Cody's the only logical play. As much as I like to see Sammy, Sammy take him on, I I don't think it should be at WrestleMania, and I don't think it should be for the titles. And this is why we are fans, and I don't have to make this fucking call because that is a tough storyline to write out, man. Yep. Well, they've done a good job so far, so yeah, just, just keep it going. Creative, y'all are doing y'all's thing right now. All right, well, we've ran a little over, but uh, you got any last words before we wrap this up? ECW. 
Oh, yeah, you're on an ECW kick right now. Uh, hit us up on the Twitter. Uh, recommend some ECW stuff for Will to watch. I recommended Heatwave 98. He loved it. Uh, I'm going to tell you to check out the first pay-per-view, Barely Legal. That's a really good one, too. Um, it's got Raven, uh, Raven, the Sandman, and Stevie Richards in a triple threat match. No, it's not Raven. It's uh, Terry Funk, the Sandman, and Stevie Richards. The triple threat match, winner gets to take on Raven for the title. It's got uh, Van Damme. It's got Sabu versus Taz. Sabu. Oh, uh, I, I've seen a picture, like a, a clip of that. Is that when Taz, like, suplex Sabu, like, off the fucking ramp uh, onto, like, a, a barricade over to the side? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Diamond Dallas Page just put that clip up because he was talking about, no, 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 no. He did that to Bam Bam Bigelow. That's who uh, Taz flipped over because he was talking about Bam Bam all this week for some reason. I don't know why. Well, I think they were pretty close, so. Yeah. But, yeah, hit us up on the Twitter. Uh, recommend a good ECW event for Will to check out on the cock. Uh, I was using the cock before. But, no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna say that because as soon as I say that, somebody's going to point it out like, no, no, Pat McAfee was using that well before you started, so. <laughs> Quit dick riding. But yeah. <laughs> ECW's on the Peacock. Recommend a good event for Will to watch. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, get all the latest show updates. If you like what we're doing here, please give us a follow, subscribe, give us a five star review on the old Apple so people will search us, be able to find us, and listen to this and enjoy it as much as you guys do. So until next week. We will talk to you guys later. Peace, y'all.